0: You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 259. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening, and welcome to 2018. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. As you guys know, if you are going to start a website in 2018, maybe you're thinking about a new business, a new blog, a website for something, even like a wedding. We've had people share their experiences using Squarespace to build beautiful sites for any of those reasons to share what they love with the world. So if you wanna try this, I love the templates. They're so beautiful. And if you have great photography, you can make them look just as custom and just as amazing as so many other websites that you could pay thousands of dollars for with a professional. So if you wanna get started very quickly and very simply, give this a try, go over to squarespace.com lively. That's gonna give you a free 14 day trial. Then after you're done with that and you wanna go forward, go to squarespace.com and after that trial and you're ready to launch, use the code lively and you're gonna save 10% off your first purchase of that website or a domain. So I hope you love it as much as I do. Now let's move on. Where am I? I am in Sydney. This is my new home. I am so excited. It's been a few weeks now and for those last few weeks, I have been sleeping on the ground on a mattress and for most of it, I've had no chairs or furniture whatsoever. However, currently, I now have the bed frame in boxes next to my mattress, and I also have six chairs and an Ikea table that got put together yesterday. So things are slowly taking shape, but I'm letting them flow together. In addition, we have an exciting new thing coming up. This isn't a big class, these are little workshops that I'll be doing whenever I feel like doing them, to be honest, called intuition intensives, because as I have done flow with intention coaching, and it even happened every now and then in life with intention online, There was this magical moment that happened, and actually people that have taken the class have brought this up to me as well, watching the coaching calls for Flow With Intention through the different coaching calls when someone has a decision they need to make and they need an answer about, should I go left or right? Should I quit my job or start a new business? Should I start a relationship where end one, those types of big life decision questions, they come on the calls often to talk about it, and of course I get them to tap into their intuition right away. Now, if you go over to justlively.com intuition, you can go see how to write to your own intuition right now. You do not need to join the intuition intensives to do so. But what I did in the coaching calls, which was super powerful, was I would ask their intuition questions. Now, as you guys know, I've been writing to my intuition or Joe, whatever you wanna call it, since I was around 25. So that's about eight years of experience writing probably at this point, thousands of questions. So I don't know if it's Joe or if it's me or if it even matters, but the questions I've been able to ask and have that dialogue with their intuitions was profound. And I think as people are getting started tapping into their intuition, also having to just stay in the receiving mode of the answers actually made it easier for them than going back and forth with the questions and the answers. And of course the answers you're gonna receive are in direct proportion to the quality and the types of questions you ask. So because I've been doing this so long myself, I have a hunch or I have a heads up or eight year head start, if you will, into which questions to ask in order to get to the answers that are most seeking. So if you want to try this, this is going to be basically an experience where there's two levels. There's people that are watching like Abraham Hicks in the audience, or there's people in the hot seat, just like the people that are being questioned or having questions and conversations with Abraham. Now, what we're going to do is the people that choose to be on the hot seat will sign up for a slot on the next coming week. So if you wanna go get the details on this and sign up as a viewer of it, just wanna watch the recordings and see how powerful this is. Often people say just by watching other people's intuitions and this back and forth dialogue that happens, they tap into their own intuition far better than they would have before. So it's really great just to even watch it. Or if you wanna be in the hot seat yourself, this is a way to guarantee to work with me and honestly is the only guaranteed way you can actually set up a spot to work with me one-on-one so again if you're curious it's happening next week there'll be two sessions and you can go over to jesslively.com slash intuition intensives to find out more now let's move on this episode is about how i'm approaching 2018. now i want to say that before we get into what i'm doing in 2018 and how i'm approaching it it might be more helpful to start with where i have been and how i used to start a new year To be honest, this time of year is kind of the busy season or big season of personal development. A lot of people obviously with New Year's resolutions, although that seems to have died away in a huge way, which is good riddance to resolutions. I don't think that many people find them very powerful compared to intentions or goals and other things. So I, over the years, have changed my approach to the new year and have found different focuses throughout. And this one, this year, feels the most different than ever before and also the most relaxed, so I'm kind of excited to share this because pieces of this either in my earlier journey might be exactly where you're at in your own and might resonate the most or the stuff that I'm doing now. And because a lot of people out there tend to focus on goals and achievements and actions, I think the way I'm approaching 2018 will be a nice departure, a nice contrast, a nice other piece of data for you to consider when it comes to how you want to approach a new year that may not be quite as action-oriented or as stress-oriented as other people's approaches. Now, I'm not picking on any specific person in the personal development world, as we've talked about. There's just Newtonian physics and the Newtonian way of approaching our personal development, which focuses a lot on the hows and the actions. And then there's the quantum. There's the subatomic thought level way of approaching it, which focuses on alignment before action. And of course, you guys know me now. This is what I'm all about. So as a result, I'm approaching it different than ever before. So in the past, I got very into it. These things were some of my favorite seasons and holidays of the year. In fact, I actually got to the point where some years, I preferred the new year to actual Christmas itself. So it definitely was a big season for me personally too. I used to do a thing, and this is actually still something I do, but just with a much more playful and less important role than it used to have in my life which is called a future letter to myself. Now, honestly, this will probably be the takeaway that most people will resonate with and most people will start doing today, and that's great. And like I said, even I now, even though I take less stock in it, find it still powerful to do this practice. So what it is, is a letter that I write to myself from, January 1st, 2019, describing my 2018 year, telling myself all the things I did that I achieved, that I accomplished, and the qualities of states of being that I had throughout 2018. So I basically wrote about 2018 in past tense, including all the things that I wanted to do, have, and be, in that year itself. Does that make sense? So dear Jess, in 2018, I had such an incredible year. I traveled to X, Y, and Z. I did X, Y, and Z. I approached life differently in A, B, and C ways. And I had X, C, and D, different types of emotions. And Blah, blah, blah. You get the picture. So, what that did was allow myself to suspend disbelief. I didn't have to actually think, oh my gosh, of course I'm going to do all of this. But I was shocked year over year. And I started this actually in college. This has been quite a long process for myself. And I would find year over year, I didn't look at my 2017 letter yet to see how much actually got done. But many years in the past, I was so into this. Like I said, I'm so much more low key now. But Back then, I would go back into the statements, and I would highlight the ones that were true or false based on whether they happened. And overall, I would find most of the years, I can't think of any year that really deviated too far from this, about 80% of what I said I would do, I actually did. Now, at the time I was writing it, I would not have said, of course, I'm going to get 80% of this right. It actually felt a bit like a stretch, and it was so cool to see that 80% of it did happen over time. But I'll say that one of the other things I've really focused on was my actions and my efforts. I would think about all the things I was going to do that year. And while that was more empowering than thinking about all the things I was gonna have, because that have set up a huge vibration of lack in myself to think about all the things I wanted to have that year, was dissatisfying, because I didn't know the quantum way, I didn't understand how to get my emotions to match those experiences before I had them. So I just spent the whole year mostly thirsty for those things, which of course, is not a very effective way. If you've led any of the work that I've talked about over this last year or two, that actually works. So that's why that didn't work. And it did feel more empowering to focus on the doing actions, because I had more control over those. And in that control over my actions, I actually got more emotional payoffs. I got more alignment and then I got more results. So that was good, but now, man, it's so far from that. Actually, I'll get to it in a second, but I'll just say that is the least thing on my mind is the actions I'm going to take. But because of 2017, let me also say, I really, in that letter, and if I think back to it, I really focused on the fact that I wanted to focus on alignment more than anything. And as you guys have seen, that's exactly what I did focus on. And as a result, I feel like a completely different person in so many ways. When I think about my life, honestly, There's kind of like before 2017 and after 2017. My life paradigm shifted. I have totally different, not uh, saying different, totally new groups of friends that have totally different experiences than I ever had before. I've gone to new things like conferences, I've read new books and had totally different experiences in all parts of the world from 2017. Again, my business almost doubled just like it did before, not by working more or trying more or working harder, but simply by finding alignment, alignment, alignment. And new ideas for 2018 started to circle and bubble forth in the last few months as well. So those things have just created a completely new vantage point. I actually felt on January 1st, after all the travel started to settle down and even friends that were visiting in town had left, I finally felt like I wasn't traveling anymore or I'm still adjusting to this new life of having a base in Sydney. So this is a totally new part of my journey and it's very exciting. And all of that alignment I will say from 2017 has created the fact that every single day between the last several weeks has felt just as much like the first day of the year as any other. And in fact, because I lived this year so fully, because I lived alignment so fully every day, and it wasn't about the start being January 1 or not January 1, it just was the thing that I was focused on. The Life I had was truly so incredible that I have no interest in changing that very much. To me, the turn of a calendar or any holiday, because I've traveled so much during them, has felt irrelevant. Sure, I've been in some countries that have things like Australia Day, and I don't really attach to that, or I've been away from the holidays in the US, so I don't really attach to those. And out of that has been really great because I've been so present. It's this day, it's this alignment, it's this point in time. And I hope that you, no matter whether or not you've already thought about 2018 much or not, don't let that dictate your alignment or your focus on your own emotional well-being at any point in time. It should never necessarily change just because a calendar moved to a new day. So that's my little thought on the new year. But ironically in that as well, I'll say that Christmas was a very non- official holiday for me. I was far away from family and friends, although two friends did flow into town and I did go on a nice walk with them. Didn't do anything super Christmassy. And though I love the traditions that a family can have around the holidays, actually Christianity itself doesn't mean anything to me more than Buddhism or any other holiday or religion. So there's nothing more to me there for those reasons. So what I did find myself doing is not really thinking about gifts or presents for people. I just thought about, you know, being with people and just enjoying the day but not because it was super special and it when it came to myself I ended up getting myself and this wasn't specifically for the holidays but it's a beautiful token I think of what I've noticed in the last few months of 2017 was that I could sense a shift in what was going to make me aligned I knew all year that it was so exciting for me to read 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 and highlight and journal and write down basically verbatim books into my notebooks upon notebooks upon notebooks and that got me so happy, but I started to recognize probably in July or August that there was a shift happening, that it wasn't happening yet, but it was going to be, and it was about going deeply inward. It was about starting to implement the things that I was reading so much about, and that my alignment would continue, but it would continue from, yes, still reading and learning, not stopping that completely, but not doing that my entire day or making that my entire alignment practice. So these are not like 10-minute meditations with heads Space. I want to do deep hour long meditations or 45 minute long meditations or an hour and a half meditations in my days as part of what will bring me that alignment. Now, this is just, of course, my journey that I'm sharing with you. But in that I found this painting online that to me represented when i meditate often i have my eyes closed and i have started to talk about magic not manual the new advanced class i'll be doing at the end of 2018 and teaching and so excited about that how to manifest with unconditional alignment rather than conditional alignment which was the big foundation of flow with intention online and when you do that when you go into that meditation space when you focus on the zero point field when you focus on the space between things Often it looks black but often at the same time, I've seen so many beautiful colors, almost like a kaleidoscope or a lava lamp of colors through my eyes as well. And that has been a really beautiful thing. And this painting that I found represented that meditation experience to me. So I splurged on it, I bought it. It is the only piece of art I currently own now. And it is incredible, so excited. It's an Australian artist named Antoinette Ferranda. I actually wasn't planning on talking about this, so it's not in my show notes right here, But as it is in my home. Of course, I'll be taking pictures and sharing it on Instagram. So if you want to see it and know the artist, you can go check there. But it was kind of cool because the painting itself represents what this part of my journey is all about. So that was kind of interesting. It wasn't deliberate. It wasn't on purpose because it was 2018. It just kind of flowed to be right around that time that the painting was for sale, that I found it, that I recognized its connection. And ultimately, one of the things I noticed about that shift for myself, and I noticed, and I I wish I could tell my younger self this, younger Jess, in her old way of approaching things, it was super focused on the haves and the actions, used to motivate myself. I used to do this. Actually, this is the same as emotion, okay? So in the past, I would think I'm gonna be so happy when X, Y, or Z is accomplished, achieved, or I get something, like say the painting. So back when I was like marathon training, I remember doing a marathon in Chicago or training for one. And I said, when I finish this, I'm going to get myself sunglasses. I even went as far as to say, I'm not even going to sign up for a half marathon. I'm just going to train for the distance because secretly the motivation was I wanted to lose weight. So it wasn't even an authentic goal of just, I want to run 13.1 miles. It was to lose weight, but I decided rather than spend the 60 or $100 on a half marathon course and having to show up at a certain time, I'll just train for the distance and get myself these Ray-Ban sunglasses instead. Well, this is like the point of consciousness I had at the time. I remember getting the glasses for myself sooner than finishing the half marathon training or actually doing the half marathon distance. And I never finished the training distance, because of course the motivation was not really authentic. It was there to really lose weight and just say that I did it. It was totally egoically driven. It wasn't like I authentically, intuitively wanted to do this. It was this kind of carrot on the stick in front of me motivating me. But once I got the carrot, the motivation was totally gone to actually do the thing itself. So what's so different about this is I got myself the gift as a representation of the season I'm entering rather than using it as bait to say, oh, well, I deserve this or I receive this from myself. 30, 60, 90 days after doing a certain level of a, or amount of meditation. It doesn't even matter to me how much I'm doing this because to me, my own alignment will guide me to do those meditations because it's my alignment. It was never my alignment to go do those marathon runs the way that I was approaching them in the past. So it's so cool to see myself, just like emotions, allowing myself to experience the benefit, experience the painting, enjoy it, bask in it, and then also recognize its significance or its little tie in to the meditation, but not make it this thing that I earned like a gold star on a on a chore chart like I used to when I was little. So that's been a huge shift and it's just so cool to see myself be so gentle and and recognize the authentic feeling it is to do the meditations. In fact, I started meditating and doing some of these meditations that are really intense In weeks leading up to 2018, it wasn't about the calendar turning to a new date. It was just about my alignment in that moment and what felt best then. So I can just say in general, if I could sum up the difference between how I used to approach things versus now, that's a big thing allowing myself the emotional well-being of something before it happens and also allowing myself to experience goodness and joy and things like a pretty painting without having to quote unquote earn them through my actions within myself i don't have to bait myself or bribe myself to do things i allow my alignment to bring me there naturally and joyfully so Now let's get into the things that I do notice that I'm shifting into. And again, there's no real format here. It's just stuff that I recognize that as this is flowing and it's not about the date, it's just about this present moment and what's on the horizon that I can sense and feel is coming up is like I said earlier, the wisdom, wisdom not just knowing the knowledge my gosh guys i could sit here and talk to you till i'm blue in the face about brain waves and the subconscious and all this stuff and we have talked about it i will continue to share those things but it's not just enough for me now that i know all of this to just know it. I don't want to just regurgitate information that's been received by someone like Esther or something from a channeled source or something from the neuroscience or the quantum mechanics. It's not just about knowing it, guys. I want to live it. I want to be like Jacob Lieberman who comes on the show, not just as an optometrist who's seen people heal their eyesight, but who he himself has healed his eyesight. And in fact, as you guys know, that's been something I've been working on in whatever way you want to call working on it. I'm not actually doing any extra Exercises. I'm not actually taking any direct actions to do so. I'm just focusing on beliefs that I have around healing, the information around healing that I have from these neuroscience and the most leading edge levels of healing that's not necessarily the allopathic way, that's not necessarily the current way a doctor with a white lab coat has been taught in his medical career, but is happening more and more in the world. And it comes off often as this kind of crazy, kooky, weird thing. And because it's so new, new and it's not so consistent because we're still in the baby stages of figuring out consciousness as a species, it doesn't mean it's not possible. So I'm just soaking in as much of that information that resonates with my intuition. And some of it, to be honest, wouldn't. And I, of course, if it felt too out there or woo-woo for me and in my inner being, I wouldn't go forward with it. But I found such great information and insight from people like Dr. Joe Dispenza, etc. that I've been excited to see what changes and shifts I can see, not just in stuff like my abundance or my business or my visualization of my body even. That's, although that is a part of it, like a lot of times I think people are easily discrediting the results I've had from following all of these things because I've been in business for a long time. So if they look at the abundance I have, they can say, well, Jess, you tried really hard for a long time. And I can tell you when I did all those things, yes, slowly over time there were results, but often there's a lot of negative emotion and thirstiness along that path, and as I've allowed myself to align, 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 and let go, let go, let go of the business, the business just continues to double and double and double, and it's because I think you guys can even sense this. My friend said, "You know, just." you're not very ambitious, which is so hilarious given my years ago need and thirstiness for that kind of validation and that kind of success that I actually never had back then but have in some ways more now. I just feel so chill because I just care about alignment and I think you guys sense that. I care about alignment and I deeply care about helping you with my alignment and nothing that would take me out of my alignment is nearly important enough no matter how much my ego might sense an opportunity theoretically to, you know, go effort out. I just don't want to. I just want to be in my alignment and share from that place with you. And I think that's what resonates with people. They know I'm not trying to talk them into anything. I'm just sharing where I'm at, sharing what I'm going through as openly and compassionately as possible for myself and compassionately for wherever anyone else is for that matter. So all of that said, the business stuff doesn't necessarily land for people. The abundant stuff, they can qualify. And I want to show myself and others, and this is my own boundary, my own belief opening, the releasing of the physical beliefs, the Newtonian beliefs we have about the world of matter. I want to use these quantum approaches to change the atomic level, the Newtonian level of things. I wanna see the healing and physical changes in my life including the eyesight and gums. I actually recently got a weird case of gingivitis, kind of super weird. And actually, I think it had to do with indecision and a part of my life and out of that I had some gum loss around my teeth, which was kind of random, but in a way I actually recognized in flowing with that as I got it under control was finding, well, now I wanna grow them back. And if you go online and you look at anything, they say you can't grow your gums back, but I'm just like, you know what? What a beautiful thing for me to practice on, to practice something that people say can't be done and see if it can be done. And also of course, body visualization instead of actually doing workouts for the results. I want my body and my subconscious to be linked. I want my subconscious to activate what I consciously choose through visualization. And also with the gums, the same thing, and the eyesight. I'm not sure how these will totally come together. I am using visualization in other meditations. As I mentioned, Joe Dispenza's meditations are the ones I'm currently focused on using. And if you want to know more, I would say go to Joe's pages, go to his books, go get into the work. Don't just ask me what the meditations are you should do because really... I believe it's about reading his books and then choosing the meditations that are right and drawn to you. So I'm not gonna tell you which ones I'm using, it's about you going and getting into the work, learning the information, and then flowing to the right meditations for you and your situations. I'm doing the same in mine, and I hope that you find the information is super powerful because it's gonna start to change the 5% consciousness and hopefully start to seep down bit by bit into the subconscious, and as you get into the meditations, then you're opening the subconscious as well. So that would be my suggestion there. And then another big theme for me is this conscious creation over manual action. Now, I have read about this all of 2018 in every single book I possibly could find and just tried to flood flood myself with information around the fact that we can use our thoughts and our emotions to create a reality instead of having to manually take action. Now, manual action is not horrible. It's not like I just want to sit on a meditation cushion my entire life and not take action. If I want to go for a walk because I love walking, I want to go for that walk, but I don't want to do it because my body has to look a certain way or because I have to quote unquote take a certain steps or whatever that is. You know, I don't want to do it from a place of have to. I only want to take the Actions from places of alignment and want to. So if it it feels fun for me to do these things, that's when I want to do them as much as possible. And the rest of it, I wanna create with my consciousness and my focus and visualization and meditation. Now, what this has meant that I have to do is suspend the doubt and all of the subconscious beliefs I've had from a very young age based on growing up in a world that told me in personal development terms and my family and everything society telling me how we needed to focus on reality and we need to take actions. We need to focus on the how. We can't just focus on what we want. If we don't, then we're being lazy. I've had to reprogram my brain out of those things and then also stop focusing on reality. Now that's going to sound crazy. And if you're not depending where you are on this trail, this could totally blow your mind or actually make you wanna check out. And that's totally fine if that's what's feeling triggered for you right now. But basically, when we focus on what's in our present reality versus what we want, so when we focus on the vision we see in the mirror in the body visualization example versus the visualization that we want, we're going to use our consciousness to create more of what we see, even if we don't want it. So if you stare at your Body in a way that you don't like and focus on the flaws, your body is creating more of that consistent experience. But if you focus on what you want and get your emotional state elevated to that place you think you'll feel when you're there, you can change the subconscious to reflect that reality. I've seen this in my own body and life, and I've been shocked when people have told me literally the details I've been focusing on in that week. They say compliments about those exact features. It's been so Wild to see the feedback, not just from myself, but from others. And what that's allowed me to do is, again, just stay focused on not on the reality, but on the focus of the visualization. And as I do that and I live and feel in that place, the body reflects it. It's just about relaxing from the focus on reality and relaxing into the focus on the visualization and really relaxing. So, what I feel calmer about than ever is the relaxing nature of this. This is the most magical part of this. And I've read this in so many places and so many different sources, but it's finally settling into my soul. It's finally settling in, or maybe it's been in my soul. It's finally settling into my 5% to just relax, just choose the strong arms because my consciousness has been fighting the fact that if I don't do the pushups and pull-ups, how am I gonna have strong muscles instead of just choosing to have strong arms? And Transurfing Reality, the book I've read for the last four months, they said it was like getting your mail out of your mailbox. There's no frustration there. There's no worry about whether you deserve or earn it or whether you should get it. The mail's just there, it's yours and you take it. Or for me, since I've been eating out for two years, almost every single meal, it's like ordering off a menu. Once I choose the order, I don't think about the chef that's making it or worrying that they don't have enough of the ingredients or whatever. You know, I just order it and I wait for it to arrive. Well. That's the relaxed nature I'm finding that's been the most powerful and effective for these visualizations. So excited to continue to just straight up relax, choose what I want and let it go and then watch it flow into my life. So wherever you guys are on your journey, this is where I'm at and I would love for you to adopt or take on any of it that lights you up and let go of any of it that doesn't. Of course, if you found other sources that talk more about the hows and the actions and that really lights you up, then go do that. Maybe for you it's gonna be about making an epic future letter to yourself. Maybe you wanna start meditating 10 minutes a day. Maybe you wanna do an hour. Maybe you wanna take massive action or maybe you wanna do kind of what I'm doing, which is like almost no quote unquote action in its traditional sense at all. All of that is right. There's no one right way to do the new year. It's all about following your intuition, your inner being, and doing what it's guiding you and lighting you up to do next. So again, there's no wrong or right way to do 2018. There's just what is lighting you up in the present moment and the next and the next. In addition, as a little bonus here, a little inspiring message to end the start of 2018, I had a little message come to me that I shared on Instagram on, let's see, it was on Tuesday. And in case you didn't see it, I wanted to read it here for those that are listening because I think it's pretty powerful and may help you if you are thinking about any questions you want answers to in 2018. Starting a new year can lead to a lot of questions. Many of them may not seem to have many answers at the moment, that's okay. That just means there's more data and experience to be had in the discovery of the next right step. And how good is it to know that no matter what, no matter why, you're always right where you need to be on the path to discovering that next inspired step. To try to find the most good feeling, joy, peace, alignment, relief that you can. Then go do the thing that feels like the best match to that feeling. Repeat, 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 and see what unfolds. Chances are some solution or opportunity will make things clear in time. For now, alignment before action is the joyful quote-unquote work that is required. The rest will be shown in time. Trust, allow, release, persist in cultivating the most joyful expression of your current life experience, and watch your life blossom into all you desire to become. And there you have it guys, welcome to 2018. Welcome to 2018 on The Lively Show. Not sure when season five of The Lively Show will happen, but I can say that I am so excited to welcome in this year. I have some exciting new ideas to bring to you. I want to do more and more opening up of that ability to open the bridge between the 5% and the 95% of our consciousness. You may have heard me share this before, but we're only living and thinking out of the 5% most of the time, and we're leaving the 95% of our mind and our abilities totally unattended to. So being able to open up that in any way possible will be so fascinating for me in 2018 because that's literally what I feel most called to do for myself and of course then for us here on the show as well. And if you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter, you can find me at Jess C, as in Calm Lively. And for show notes for this episode, head over to com slash new2018. Before I share what I'm up to next, I'd like to share about today's other sponsor, FreshBooks.com. All right, guys, it's 2018. Have you done your bookkeeping for 2017 yet? Or do you wanna have a fresh start in 2018 and actually do your bookkeeping in a way that you enjoy it? If you have a small business and you do not like your bookkeeping and you want it to feel easy, simple, and fun, please go try FreshBooks. I've now been using them since 2012, so we're six years strong. I have a love affair with this company because the people there are amazing. The support is amazing. The way that they have structured the site is incredible too. There's so much to love about it. It. I can't believe I love my bookkeeping, but I do simply because of FreshBooks. I have them to thank and I'm so appreciative. If you wanna give this a try, you can do this for free for 30 days over at freshbooks.com lively. I hope you love it as much as I do. Now for what I'm up to next, since I'm not traveling anytime soon, I am looking forward to finding a yin yoga class. I wanna do some stretching. I think that will feel good on my body. As much as I don't wanna do hard action to force results in my body, the idea of doing some stretching feels pretty appealing and I'm hoping I can find an instructor that talks a lot about the meditation and spiritual aspects of yoga And of course, I'll be meditating and getting hopefully a new sofa. I haven't flowed into one perfectly yet, but I am having the visualizations and confidence that a new one will manifest soon. And of course, I'll be putting my bed together and the nightstand. So at least one room will be pretty quote unquote done and I'll be ready to, yeah, sleep off the floor for once. Until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today.